Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Bobby's Bites. So this week's Parsha is Parsha's bow. And here, after ten plagues and Moshe's incessant um, coming to Pharaoh until he finally says, Pharaoh's like, don't ever come back here again. And the that is true because Moshe doesn't come back there again. Pharaoh actually seeks Moshe out to tell the Jews to leave. Um, but here the Jews are still commanded by the last plague, which which is when Pharaoh tells Moshe to leave, which is the plague of the firstborn. Hashem tells the Jewish people to take a lamb, you know, slaughter the lamb, and put the blood, from the, which would end up being the Paschal sacrifice, onto their doorposts, which would show God that these are the Jewish houses and don't, kill them <laughs> um yeah so pass over them right so that's where we get the name passover so yeah so that god would pass over them but interestingly before that day god tells the jews to take the paschal offering um the the, the actual lamb from the pa- from the paschal offering four days before when they when they had to slaughter it and so the question is why, and so some reasons are given, which is one that they had to do something. What what that means is, is that because they were naked of of mitzvot, they were naked of of good deeds. God gave them mitzvahs. God gave them good deeds to do. One of them is this paschal sacrifice, and the other one is a bris mila, a circumcision. And so that the blood that they sprinkle on would be, some in some opinions, also having the blood of the circumcision. So in this way, we have two mitzvahs, so that now they are, they're, they're essentially redeemable. They're not in a state of complete um, folly or of complete, or of complete no goodness, I would say. Nobody's no good, but at least unredeemable. So they weren't irredeemable. They were now able to be redeemed. But then the question still remains, why four days before? So maybe it was that, you know, you had to have time to heal from the, from, from the circumcision. But then why take the, 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 the actual lamb four days before? Well, the reason might be is that the Jews at that time were in a state of, well, they're in a state of exile, not just because they were exiled, but they were in a state of exile on an individual level because they, they, they had sunken down to the Egyptians' level to the extent where they, 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 they were involved in idol worship. They were involved in the Buddha Zara. They were involved in, in serving idols. And so this idol, one of, this, one of the idols that they served was, was the lamb. And so we know that in order to do teshuva, in order to repent, one of the canonical features of repentance, of a real repentance, and on a Jewish level and on an interpersonal level or in in our daily lives, is when someone is has done something and they've said, I'm sorry, right? I don't I, I I'm so sorry for my actions, I won't do it again. So when they're faced with an opportunity or a circumstance in which that action would manifest and they don't do that action. 
Well, that's repentance. That's teshuva. That's really rectifying your deed, right? So now you're in a state of, of being able to be redeemed. So herein, the Jews are naked. They don't have mitzvot. They don't have garments. So God gives them two, one of which is a, a bris milah. So it, it adds, right? It, it, it's something they didn't have before. So now now they have it. It's, it's, it's something that adds to their current position. And another one, the Pesach sacrifice, is something that rectifies something that they'd already done. So in this, so in this way, they're able to then go out. But then still it remains. Why? Why do we, do we have to... To take the why did they have to take the, the lamb four days before? Well, the reason they have to take the lamb four days before is because this seems to be the amount of time, according to sources given, that it's not just simply a react a reaction. So God says, obviously, you know, God just you know wreaked havoc on Egypt. He threw the, all ten plagues at them. The firstborns are dying. The lives are going. There's blood in the river. Like. Things are happening. God says, kill a lamb. You're going to kill the lamb. It doesn't matter. right? But then God says, take the lamb. Keep it in your house for four days. Don't touch it. Don't worship it. Keep it by your house. And everyone that passes by, you're going to tell them you're going to kill it. And the Egyptians, are they worship it, right? So it's, it's an affront to everything that you've been doing. And then you're going to commit the act. So you're not just committing the act. But this is the time where it goes through your very being. Because you're going to understand. It's different when you're in the heat of the moment, when you're inspired, right? But then wait a second. You, you, you hold back from that action that you're going to do. Not in a state of inspiration. Because in, in, in a state of inspiration where God tells you to do it and you're going to do it. Yeah, you, you did what God said. But is it coming from you? Or is it coming from the inspiration that you felt? And so in this case, it's not just a reaction, but it's a choice that one chooses to do, to commit. And this is the ultimate redemption. It's not just somebody redeeming you, but it's you redeeming yourself. And this is what you see when, you know, you have an intervention, let's say. Somebody, parents sit down or the family sits down with somebody and they intervene. They say, you're doing something wrong. It's like, yeah, but with, if, when faced with your entire family, when faced with, you know, the wrath of God, so to speak, you're going to say, you know, you did something wrong, or maybe you're not. I don't know. It depends on it for each person. But when you're faced with an overwhelming command to do something, you do it. But then if it's like, do it, but wait a second. Think about it. You're with it. And when each time I would imagine that you're engaged with an item that you used to do something wrong with and your job is to throw it out, right? Like the famous, you know, if somebody's caught with cigarettes and the dad says to smoke the entire pack, well, it's like, well, maybe what if you're going to wait? And what we also have is people, there's people who, when they quit smoking, or as a, as, a me, as a method to quit smoking, this idea of mindfully thinking about it, of just being aware of what, of what you're doing. You know, you're, 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 you're 
physiological features, how your body feels when you're about to smoke a cigarette, how your how your brain feels, why you're about to do it, and so on and so forth. And in this time, when you have the, the sheep there, the, the, you're inclined to, you know, do a vodazar to the sheep. But the whole time, you're telling everybody around that you're going to kill the sheep, and that's what you're going to end up doing, and you're doing it four days before. And so at this point in time, it becomes a part of you. It goes through your thought, through your speech, and through, ultimately, your action, which then leads to your to your emotive change of how you feel about the sheep. So now, you're not. it's not just you stopped serving a Zara. It's not that you said, sorry, God, I'm going to shuck the sheep, take me out of Egypt. But no, God did not want even a part of it to remain. If, if he was... if he, to re- when when he redeemed the Jewish people, that not that they should just leave, and you know stop their bad deeds and do it, but that it should be a rectification that when they leave they leave as new people. So now they've overcome their 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 pitfalls by changing their thought, right? By being with this thing, it's like each time you have to have restraint because you can't serve this this idol anymore, even though that was your entire being up until right now. But now you're changing. You're about to leave Egypt. Your your job now, your being is about to be someone who is Jew, who is who is who is making a relationship and a bond with God, about to receive the Torah, and you're about to leave Egypt, both on a physical level and on an individual level. You're about to leave, and. The way you leave is by saying goodbye, not just goodbye to the things you did there, but to yourself who was there. And this is why I think, and I think what is expressed here is that you are not, the Jews are not just meant to leave everything they did there behind, but they themselves, who they were, are gone. They're new people. They're getting a bris They're getting a circumcision, right? That's a mitzvah, and we know, like, when babies are eight days old, they get this. They when they're just brought into life, and here they're brought into a new state of being, and that is done by by a sacrifice, and not just a sacrifice on a physical level, a sacrifice on a psychological level of, you know, I'm I'm not the person I was anymore, and that's evident by the fact that I'm not going to serve the sheep that's in my room and I'm telling everyone around me that I'm going to kill it. And <clears throat> further, the reason for this is more than just us as individuals leaving our own personal Egypt, but to, for others around us. That in this day and age where we are literally in an Egypt where people are, you know, serving idols, and you, it, it, very apparent. You know, like people are spending their whole time serving dollars, serving NFTs, bitcoins, all these things, spending their whole life around these items, and their whole life around these items, and they're in an Egypt. Here, right? We go to somebody and we say, "You're in Egypt, my friend." You're. <laughs> You're in Egypt, but here's a mitzvah. And so when we have so many people around us who are yearning for something true, for something real, it's our responsibility to give them something true and something real. And when you do it, when it's not forced, when there was no 10 plagues, when there was no inspiration, and somebody chooses to perform that mitzvah, it was offered to them. Here, put on tefillin. Here, light Shabbat candles. It was offered to you. 
This then becomes their choice. Days before the leaving of Egypt. Days before the, the Gula. And this gives them something to leave with. This is a sacrifice of self from changing your ways. Even if they don't know exactly why they're doing it. Doing it. The Jews might not have known exactly what you're doing. But with each point of saying no. Of mindfully. You have a sheep in your, in your, in your bedroom. Tied to your bedpost. To your literal bedpost moving around and your whole, your whole being was absorbed in the Egyptian culture and for you to go turn around and kill it for you to turn around and say this is no longer the person that, I, that I'm doing if each second that that thought comes into your head because it will come into your head that you come on you are this person you're exactly this person you're in Egypt you're you're this is who you are your whole being is surrounding this but but each time you say no 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 is closer and closer to you killing that sheep and closer and even closer to that point where you literally leave Egypt, your personal Egypt, whatever that is, this could be taken into so many, I think, valuable places of self-growth and self-refinement such that we don't necessarily have to be the most disciplined person in the world. But the second you begin a noting that there's something that is a problem area in your life in our life something that we might we 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 want to add that we haven't yet added and each time that we've taken it upon ourselves and we said okay i'm going to go to the gym it's just as an example i'm going to go to the gym right You've now taken that into, into, your, into your domain. That's you taking the sheep into your house, into your doorpost. I'm going to go to the gym. But now that, now that from each second that you're about to go to the gym, your brain is telling you, it's like, this is not who you are. You're not a person that goes to the gym. And then guess what? You go to the gym. So I don't know if that's the best example, but with each point, of us having that resolve to say no to ourselves and to not bow to the sheep and serve of Zara is us going is us changing ourselves and leaving our own Egypt.